says. Maybe if you have the NIV version, you might just like to read with me. So why don't we read this together? Colossians chapter 2 and verses 6 and 7. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Why don't we pray together, church? And our, um, there's been a lot of work that's been happening on the church, and we're just so thrilled with how much is done on the church extension. And uh, Graham Brewer and uh, Alan Cummins have been doing a huge amount, as well as others that have been helping out um, it can, you know, overwhelmingly, we're so thankful for the volunteer help. And Graham Brewer has earned himself a fabulous uh, break. So tomorrow, he and Mavis will be heading off. And we just want to say before you go, thank you so much for all that you have done, Graham, and for Mavis allowing him to be here every day, just about doing that. So why don't we say thank you to Graham? Please. Well, by now you. Uh, would have this uh, in front of you from your news sheet and just want to spend a little bit of time just briefly recapping where we've come so far in our uh, series. This is the third week in our series and our vision as a church is to thrive, that Wodonga District Baptist Church will be a community where you, no matter who you are or where you are in your stage of life and in your spiritual journey, would be able to flourish in this church. Uh, we, we thrive means nothing more than to grow healthily and to, and to grow, f to flourish because of the environment that you're placed in. And we want our church to be a, a church where you can come and grow. I'd love it if people say, oh boy, you're, um, you're struggling in your Christian life. You should go to Wodonga Baptist Church. They will really help you grow. They'll help you grow deeper and stronger in your faith, that church. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, you understand by now that thriving is not just a feel-good term. You know, it's not like be happy. To, you know, it's, it's not like that at all. To thrive uh, sometimes means to, to receive the promises of Christ and actualise them in your life. Sometimes it means to obey God and do the most difficult things, like turn away from sin, like put to death uh, our old man. That's what it involves, thriving. Uh, it also involves uh, following Jesus no matter what the cost. It also involves sharing our faith with other people. We know we're thriving when we do what just doesn't feel good. Actually, it's very difficult to thrive. Uh, thriving can come only through connectedness to Christ, closeness to Christ. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a person remains in me, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Uh, thriving can only come through trust and faith and dependence on Christ. And it's a daily walk that we need to do in order to keep thriving. Now, remember, we talked about our vision being thrive, but our mission is transforming people far from God into vitally empowered servants of Jesus. 
We're hoping that people that are far from God now will come to know Jesus in a saving relationship of Jesus, with Jesus, where they turn from their sin and turn to Christ for salvation. And then they continue to grow and continue to flourish for the whole rest of their lives until they go to meet with God and they look at the face of Christ and he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. So remember, we talked a little bit last week about that growth doesn't come from the church or the pastor or from any magical kind of thing. All growth in your life, spiritual growth, is from God. 1 Corinthians 3, 6 to 7 says, Paul says, I planted the seed, Paulus watered it, but God made it grow. Any growth in your life is from God's work. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who makes it grow. And remember we said this growth is kind of mysterious. It says, Jesus says, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters the seed on the ground night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know it. Sometimes we look at people's lives and all we can see from the top is that you know there's, there's just some things happening, but underneath, roots are starting to grow down. And it's almost imperceivable, the, the way that people grow. At their home, they're having regular quiet times and feeding on God's word, and the roots are going deeper and deeper, and yet we just look from the outside and think they're just the same. But growth... God's work in it, sometimes we can't see it. It's mysterious. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. Remember we talked about how, as a church, we're trying to understand how we can thrive by looking at it in some different stages of thriving. And we talked about the first stage being the seed stage. And this is everything before becoming a Christian. It's, it's where from every moment before you're a seed. Uh, the sower plants the seed. And remember we said this is one of the most times we have to be so careful as a church where people will come and some of you are here today investigating the faith and you're asking, Jesus, are you real? God, did you really send your son? Can I really be forgiven by putting my faith in Jesus Christ? What about this? What about that question? And we we talked about that uh, last week. Seed, just the very beginning stage. Sprout is when the seed takes life. Someone becomes a Christian and their new life in Christ begins. They start to grow. This is where they really need a foundation and need to get the roots down and get the roots strong. Flower is when the roots are down and now we're starting to see some real clear evidence of Christ at work in their lives. They're starting to flower in many ways. And fruit is when the fruit of God's work is is just seen evidently in their life in everything that these people do and people enjoy eating from the fruit of their life. Remember we talked a little bit about the stages of thriving. You have to be remember that God loves you at every stage. So if you're a seed here today or if you're bearing fruit, God loves you. Uh, I think Mason used a quote in one of his messages a few weeks back from Max Licato who said, God loves you just the way you are. But he loves you so much that he doesn't want to leave you the way you are. This is not about God's whether he loves you or not 
more at different stages. He loves you completely. The second thing is you can thrive at every stage. When you're in the seed stage, it's asking the questions. It's getting the answers. It's trying to uh, investigate and say, can, Lord, are you real? It's opening your heart to try and say, God, are you, are, is, you know, can I trust in you? It's taking steps of faith to, towards putting your life in Christ's hands. It's turning, recognising your sin. It's understanding where you stand before a holy God. That's how you can thrive in those stages. Um, right to the end, you can thrive at every stage. You never get to a stage where you don't need to grow. Right through our lives, we will, uh, we will need to keep growing. Remember we said some of us became adults when we were in our 20s. But boy, if we just stopped growing in our maturity at 20, we'd be funny adults now in our 60s, wouldn't we? Because we had so much more to learn about what it means to be an adult. And the same, you keep growing in your life. Um, we should not expect uh, fruit from seeds. Um, sometimes we get people uh, who are fruit people, who have been Christians for a long, long time, expecting just people that aren't even Christians yet to display the fruit of a Christian who's been a Christian for many years. And that's when we can get into real judgmental attitudes or criticism of people who don't even know Jesus yet. And so what we should, we should expect from people in appropriate stages, we should look for some evidence and encourage them to take the next step, but not judge them because they, they, we all grow in our faith at different stages and we want to encourage people to take the next step, not judge them. It would be like saying to my daughter uh, when she was just you know, three months old, why aren't you walking yet, you know? Well, Dad, she would have said if she could speak, I'm only three months, I can't walk yet. You know, and, and we need to recognise that there are some things that new believers can't do that other people can do. Um, you, need to, uh, you need more support from the church in the earliest stages of uh, this, the stages of Thrive. Uh, you know, the, our, our picture, which has at the hands... Of, of a plant sprouting and, and just in the new stages, I think really sums up what these first two stages are like. A seed knows nothing about what it is to have faith in Christ. And as they come to the church, they want to understand what it is to know him. And they're very much dependent on the church. They're dependent on us. And if we can provide uh, ways in which where they can really engage with those questions, we will help them greatly. If our services are clear and understandable to them, then, boy, that will help them in those, in those phases. In, in this second phase, the sprout phase, people are asking so many questions. Now that I'm a Christian, what does it mean? How, how can I pray? How can I read my Bible? How can I live the Christian life? What sort of things should I do? And, and we need to help them as much as we can. But when you get through the seed and the sprout stage, the kind of pendulum starts to swing. And when you get into the flowering stage, what you start to do is you start to serve in the church much more than you did in the seed and the sprout stage. You start to be ones that are saying, this is my church now. This is my, I want to respond to what Jesus is saying in my life and give back. And when you come to the fruit stage, well, you know what? It's like you, you've grown up and left home, you know, the, the role of the church is to really be a coach 
and to encourage you to live your Christian life to the full because you're a self-feeder now and you're someone who is growing yourself. And even if the church closed down its doors, you'd still keep reading your Bible and still keep growing in your relationship with God because now you're a self-feeder and you're mature. And back here, you know, the church, we just need to help you flourish and help you grow and find ways for you to do that. Um, Last week, we really unpacked the first stages of thriving. Uh, These are some of the things we said. It's exploring Christianity. It's taking the first steps in spiritual growth. It's looking for evidence. It's uh, these people don't daily involve God in their lives. They need help understanding spiritual issues. They view the Bible as largely irrelevant in this seed stage. They're seeking God's guidance only in times of need and they don't generally serve in the church. The needs for people who are in the seed stage are services I can understand and opportunities to connect with others. You know, one of the biggest questions seeds or people that just come in on the first time is not whether Jesus was God's son or how, you know, whether there's, it's predestination or post, you know, whatever, anything, you know, in the end times. They're not asking questions like that. They're just asking, is there some people here that, I can, that are just like me that I can get to know? And if we can welcome people and really encourage them and make them feel at home, that will really help them start to answer those questions that that they have in their hearts as well. So they need to connect with others. The second, uh, the other thing they need is answers to questions, and they have many. The second phase, stage, is sprout. And here, we can describe this section as growing in Christ. And these people say things like, I'm discovering faith. Now that I've just become a Christian, I'm trying to learn what it means to follow him. Uh, Growing in faith Uh, through church experiences is how they grow. They come each week and if you're in this uh, sprout stage, you know, every service is a new thing to learn and to grow about about Christ. Uh, Another thing, they begin to incorporate spiritual practices into my normal routine outside the church. They're praying and reading their Bible more in this stage. They need help to interpret spiritual issues. Sometimes they read the Bibles and Christian books as well. Um, Some of the needs for people in this stage, small group opportunities. Where else can you ask so many questions with people who have been Christians longer than you have? You can get all those answers in a small group where your people will help you, they'll open the Bible and they'll help you in those areas. And through uh, basic personal spiritual practices are what you need as well. You need to know how to read your Bible by yourself to have a quiet time, how you can pray regularly, how you can live your life the way Jesus wanted you to. Now, very important at this stage of sprouting is that these roots go right down in deep and that you are able to weather some of the things that you will face in your life together. So biblical foundations are so important at this stage. Now this morning, for the time that we have remaining, I just want to touch on the last two sections and explain them to you. And the reason we're doing this this morning is so that you can understand where you are in these stages of thriving and that you can understand the next steps for you. And we want that to It'd be something that you're thinking about this morning. So if last week you were in the seed and the sprout, 
Hopefully you are starting to think about what the next steps might be for you in order to grow and to thrive. These next two stages is, is called flower. And I think a verse that really sums up the flower stage, and this tree looks like it's in full flower stage, is, is this uh, from 2 Peter 1 and verses 5 to 8. These are some of the things that someone in the flower stage would be really trying to do on a daily basis. For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus. In this stage, we've gone through the initial first beginning stages of being a Christian, and now you are really wanting to add to your faith, to grow uh, through growing in Christ. Now you're close to Christ. And this is the way that sums up the flower section. Close to Christ is what you describe. People who are in the close to Christ section, into the, in the flower section, uh, your roots are down and you're established. And you'd say things like this in your... You'd say, the Bible provides direction for my life. I think by this stage you're in the habit of regular quiet times, daily reading it. You're seeking to respond to Jesus and what he's saying each day. You say, prayer is an important part of my life. You like to serve regularly. People see uh, the evidence of Christ's work in your life. You are starting to flower and bloom as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus. Now, in this stage, although this is a fantastic stage and the roots are down and things are coming, Something that is still true of someone in the flower stage is that they have not surrendered everything to Christ. People wouldn't notice from the outside, but deep down, you still hold some things back. Serving, for instance, kind of tends to be where it suits you and if it's not too demanding. It kind of still... um, seems to be serving on your terms rather than on God's terms. You have sort of limits on how much you'll serve. When it comes to giving, it's the same too. I'll give, but I'm still not giving everything and maybe giving on my terms rather than yours, God. You love Jesus and the difference that he's made in your life, but perhaps you've still not taken intentional steps in your life to share Jesus with other people. Perhaps you've done it on and off before, but still it may not be a regular part sharing your faith, especially if it might hurt the relationship with someone or um, you you might feel a bit funny about it. In this group of people who are flowering, uh, small groups are still important to you 
but you tend to find in this stage of flowering an increasing desire to get together with spiritual friends who are of similar or um, further on in their spiritual walk. You, You want to be close to people like that. You find them encouraging and you enjoy being with them. Here, what you're needing is um, you're really needing at this stage serving opportunities. Places where you can use the gifts that now you know that God has given you. Opportunities to, to use them and serve. You also need that, uh, to know... Um, You need different opportunities to serve. So you can try something and then if that doesn't really work, try another place. So you can really find where you can have a great match between how God's made you and opportunities to serve. If you're looking for a great book, if you're in this flower stage and you realise, I'm not really serving and I need to serve, uh, Chuck Swindoll has got a book called Improving Your Serve. It's a great book that you could uh, get and you could read. It would be very helpful for you. In terms of um, another way, another need that you have is advanced, a need for advanced personal spiritual practices. So by now, a regular daily quiet time and prayer is something that happens in your life. But now is an opportunity for you to grow deeper and, and deeper in your um, understanding of God's word and, and, and the spiritual disciplines. So a great book you could read for that would be The Life You've Always Wanted from John Ortberg. That's a a great book. Or something like Richard Foster's book, The Celebration of Discipline. Some of these books kind of teach you on how to um, have quiet days or days um, of fasting or other times where you can study for extended periods. Another great book in that area would be David Watson's Discipleship. That would be great in the area of Sprout too, but that's a great book as well. Other books, when you've started to really deeply wanting to read more and understand more, would be How to Get Into the Bible. And a good book is How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth by Gordon Fee and Douglas Stewart. People in this kind of flowering stage start to do things Strange things like buy a study Bible and buy a commentary on the whole Bible. And they start to even buy things like Bible dictionaries because they want to learn more. They want to grow deeper. They want to understand the Bible. One of the key areas um, would like people who are in the flower stage to understand and to, to do, to consider, is doing a course. We have fantastic courses in our church for people that are in the flower stage. And Life Force program is really where this is so helpful for you. Um, one of the um, things that happens is in our Christian life, some people start in the seed stage Uh, then they make the commitment to faith in Christ. And then they start off growing in Christ. And somewhere between the sprout stage and the flower stage, something goes wrong. 
Uh, what we often have found is people will start growing and having daily regular quiet times, but instead of going deeper and starting to serve, something gets them stuck. And often uh, one of the things that can happen is sin can get you stuck in the growing stage and the, uh, from sprout to flower stage. Sometimes there's a sin that we really struggle with and it keeps tripping us up and we rightly feel ashamed and embarrassed and we feel like we can't have victory in that area. And so sometimes what happens is the devil just wants to say, you're no good, accept it, I've got victory in this area and just stay where you are and stop growing. And, you know, uh, other, other reasons that we can sometimes get stuck between sprout and flower or flower and fruit stage is that we've grown up having beliefs about ourselves that we've believed, we've just accepted. You know, like that we're, we're hopeless, that we'll never do anything good, that God doesn't really love us, he hates us, that, that we will have to earn our way all the time. And sometimes we feel discouraged and depressed and we, we find it very hard to believe what the Bible says is true about us. And these courses, Life Force, can help you grow in the flowering stage and I think can help you too if you're stuck in some of these stages to recover, to find healing in these areas. Some of the courses that we offer are Man to Man, Valiant Man, Woman to Woman, Search for Life, Search for Intimacy, Making Marriage Better, Crown Financial Ministries and Growth Works. And these are ones that I just encourage you to consider in this flower stage because it helps you continue to grow. I wonder for you, is this your stage? I mean, have you come through the, you know, the sprout stage and you're there? What might you do today as a result of this to grow? Is it time to get one of those books about serving because you realise how little you are serving when you're in this, in this group? Maybe you, it is time to get, get more serious about discipleship and growing deeper and deeper into God's word and maybe getting a commentary or, and going through that as part of your daily quiet times as well might help. What is God saying to you in the flower stage? The final stage is the fruit stage. And there's so many verses, but I think Paul is pretty incredible, a man of God. And this is what he said in jail uh, in, uh, the, to the church in Philippi. He says towards the end of his life, not that I've already obtained this, he's still growing, notice, or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold for that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining to what is a, toward what is ahead, I press on to the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I get a picture of Paul right up here in this fruit stage and saying, I'm, I'm continuing to grow. God is incredible. The way Jesus has taken hold of me, I'm going to live my life for him right to the end. I think it sums up Paul. In the fruit stage, this is the kind of things that happen. You can describe this stage as being Christ-centred. 
Christ-centred at this stage. And some of the things is that a person says in this stage, you know what, I love God more than anything else. I love God more than uh, anything else in life. Uh, I, I love him and I love following him and I love serving him. He's the most important thing in my life. If I was to look at my life and to say, you know, what's most important? Well, Christ is definitely, someone's whispering, am I in big trouble there? I'm not very artistic, am I? This one's actually sitting on the, on the top of it, isn't it? I better, I'll put him here. There you go. So it's kind of now, when it comes to um, this person, they say, I love God more than anything. And for them, rather than prayer being something that they do regularly in the morning, prayer becomes not only a morning thing, but a constant part of their lives. It's a constant conversation with God. They describe themselves as engaging with God every moment of every day, asking him about everything. One of the things they do is they mentor others. They, they look out for other people who are down, uh, who are, have not come through the first couple of stages and they try and help people in the seed stage to answer some of the questions they have. They want to get alongside others and share with them how they can understand the Bible better and how they can live their lives for Jesus. At this stage, they're outward focused rather than self-focused and they're trying to serve and help others grow. For these people, service is just a way of life. They are natural servers. They've come to the point where they say, I know that Christ saved me so that I can serve and live for him. And they're always looking for, for ways where they can serve using their gifts and they delight in serving. And to not let them serve would cause incredible frustration to people in this area. They just want to serve. Some, some of the needs in this area are for mentoring opportunities. We want to help people to be able to get mentor, to, to find mentors. Hello. Oh, here I am. Can you still hear me? <laughs> Good. There we go. <laughs> so if these people don't start giving away the great stuff that they've already learned to other people, um, you know, they can't stand it. They need to share it. They need to let people know exactly um, the things that they've learnt in their life. Now, one of the interesting uh, things that we, we, we can do is try and just encourage these people to find people that they feel closely aligned to, people that they, they have an affinity with, who they get on with, and, and to be able to encourage them to help them grow in their Christian life. Uh, some great books in this area for mentoring is John Mallison's book, simply called Mentoring. It's a great book. So if you're in this stage and you're not mentoring people, that would be a great book to read because that will fire you up about mentoring. Last one. What about... Oh, there. There we go. Oh, maybe I'll go right up the top, hey? 
Oh, no, nah, look, I'll just stay there. <laughs> um, another book that I was just recommended last, last week was a book by Ted Engstrom, and that's called um, The Making of a Mentor. And it's been recommended to me, so that would be a great book for you to have a look at too. Um, another need is a wide range of serving opportunities. You need to be given opportunities to serve. And uh, we want to be able to help you to find that. By this stage, you have been serving for many years, and now you might be at the stage where you think, I want to now become a leader in an area. And we want to help you to become leaders in areas of, of ministry. I think the people who are in this stage and the fruit would most likely be people that are leading your small group or people who are leading ministry areas or people that are leading in different areas. I mean, they're people that have experienced you know, different challenges in their Christian life and in their leadership. And when people criticise them, they keep loving them. When, people, when they have challenges, they keep overcoming them because it's not about them anymore. They just want to serve. They just want to advance God's kingdom. Often you'll find these people will say things like, I don't care where I serve, I just want to help. You know, Whatever's most helpful for your kingdom, God, you, you lead. So you'll find some of these on Saturday morning doing the church cleaning because they just know that it's important that, that God's kingdom advances and that people need to be doing these jobs and they willingly do it. You'll find these people volunteering to give their lives to go to Malawi or to Africa or to different parts of the world because they're saying, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Are you at the fruit stage? Praise God if you are. Well, like a grown-up son or daughter whose parents want to encourage their daughter and son to go out and live life to the full because they're mature now. We want to encourage you fruit people to live life to the full. We don't want to program a whole lot of stuff for you because by now you're self-feeders and you're growing and you've been doing it for years and some of you have read the Bible far more times than I have. And you've had years and years of experience in that. We want to just let you thrive where you are. Look for someone to mentor. Look for opportunities to serve. Is this you? I wonder this morning what God might be saying to you about taking the next step. Are you finding the right opportunities? Should you be starting a new ministry? Should you be leading now? A lot of people in this area care deeply about poverty and about social justice and about the world in a larger scale. Maybe you could do something about that um, as well. As we conclude, we're just coming to the very end of our three-week series on the vision. And I hope that you really believe that no matter who you are or where you are in your Christian life, that God wants you to thrive. I hope you believe that deep within you. And whether it means turning away from a sin, whether it means believing 
whether it means serving more, whether it means reading your Bible and practicing the things that will help you grow more, whatever you're at, God wants you to thrive. And I want to ask you just a few questions right now. What do you sense, whether you're a seed, a sprout, a flower or fruit, what do you, where do you sense you are right now? What, what category are you in? Which stage? The second question I want you to ask is, what do you sense God is saying to you today about the next step to take? I wonder what it is. And the last question I have for you might seem a little bit strange, but when was the last time you took a risk? There's an old saying that says, a boat is safe in the harbour, but boats weren't meant for the harbour. And I think some of us don't want to grow or thrive because we're afraid. It's scary. I want to challenge you today that Jesus says to you, I've come that you might have life and have it to the full. And you're in a church that just wants to encourage you and say, you know, if you do take this next step and it doesn't work out, there's grace. You know, we want to help you thrive. If there is something that you've been hiding and for you thriving is confessing that, it's a safe place. You could talk to uh, people who you trust and who, you, who care for you and share that and find God's forgiveness so that you can thrive. When was the last time you took a risk? Because God wants you to thrive. And today might be that very first step that you need to take. So this morning, I want to ask you to remind ourselves that it's God who causes growth. And now let's cry out to him because he reigns and he's the one that can bring about the growth today. And as you think about where you are and what your next step is, will you put your trust in God as you take the risk and say, God, I am going to take that next step. Why don't we pray together? God, many of us this morning know what you're saying. You've been speaking so clearly to us through these series and we know what our next steps are. God, we just pray now that you would help us not be a ship that's in the harbour safe, but we would take those next steps. God, we pray that you'd help us to uh, respond today, whether it be mentoring, whether it be you know, growing in any of the ways we've, we've outlined today. Oh, Lord, have your way. Help us thrive individually and help us as a church to thrive. God, this is not for our glory, but you've called us to bear much fruit, fruit that will last. And this is for your glory, for our Father's glory, because you reign and you reign in our lives. Amen.